Hello and welcome to episode 65 of As Yet Untitled and part one of our Christmas series. I'm Rob. And I'm Chris. You've done that thing. You looked at me again. Because you did it a bit weird. You put the intro, then introduce us. Yeah. You know where you go, welcome, I'm Rob and I'm Chris. And I don't know. I, I just thought <laughs> that way because everyone knows what it is. Otherwise we babble for 10 minutes and then they realise what it is. So I thought if I get the first bit done, okay, people know what we're talking about. Um, the film we're talking about is The Santa Claus, the Tim Allen version from 1994. Um, we've already done Santa Claus the movie, which yep. was the Dudley Moore version. Yeah, he goes flying up, doesn't yeah, he? Um, and that was no. like, I think our first Christmas series. So long ago. Yeah, that's <laughs> when we sung The Snowman. And I do have to apologise if I sound a bit strange. I'm dealing with a cold at the moment. Yeah, and it's made my voice really croaky. So, our listeners, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, that's it's funny because you can tell we're getting into the uh, the Christmas podcast spirit because I start to sound ill, and Chris has either just been ill or is oh. also getting ill. Um, so it's kind of like a tradition. Hooray for Christmas! <laughs> so, it's, it's more the winter months that do it because, yeah. it, well, in England it gets wet quickly. Yeah, it does get it get feels it's weird. It gets damp. Very quick, do you know what I mean? Yeah. The air just feels really mucky and uh, yeah. Um, but as you can see, or well, as you can hear, we're, we're both ill. I'm getting <laughs> ill, and Chrissy's getting what? Are you in the middle or getting over being ill? I'm um, just over the crest of it. So, I was worse, so much worse a few days ago. I yeah, could I not, like, oh, you had a deep, husky voice. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't mind keeping a deep, hus- yeah, <laughs> hello. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. We've done the Santa Claus. Uh, well, we've watched the Santa Claus. Um, and what blows my mind, you have never seen this. I've never seen this. How have you not seen this? This is like a classic. It's 1994. Okay, it's not... Well, so you would have been seven? Nine. No, nine. Okay, so you would have been nine. Would you still <laughs> in that Christmas realm. It's, it's still that time of being a... And you had young, older sisters and a younger brother. And you've yeah. never watched this? I've never watched this movie. I don't... Uh, look, I understand some things, but how have you not seen this? <laughs> have you never seen some of the films I like? Well, I'd, I'd watched Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Yeah. But I don't remember it. Um, but then, yeah. What about Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest? I've no idea what that is. Precisely. I've watched that so many times in my life, and I've no, I don't know what it is. The difference is, is... Is that an animation first? Yes. Okay, this is the difference. You have older siblings and a younger brother. I have no siblings. So that doesn't tell me what films you watch. A lot of stuff that's animated Disney stuff, I haven't seen. So you've never seen Snow White and Seven Dwarfs no. or Cinderella? But I've seen all the Ninja Turtles, all the Power Rangers, Dexter's Laboratory, Tom and Jerry. I've seen all that stuff. I've, I, don't, I remember I've... when Dexter's Laboratory came out, I thought I was too old to watch it. <laughs> and now it's, a, now it's a classic and they've done a remake. I'm thinking, how bloody old have I gotten? Yeah. So a lot of yeah, so a lot of Disney live animation, live action. I've seen um, this uh, Mighty Ducks, uh, Cool Runnings, to name a few. I've seen. Yeah, I've but, seen those. But cartoon and animation stuff, I it kind of I just wasn't a fan. I suppose the same with me and football. You, like, you um, love watching football, and to yeah. me, it's like there's grown men kicking a the ball around the field. 
Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I don't want to get on football, but um, I mean, because I guess because it's in that season and it does make sense, obviously it's November, and for the first time ever, we've got a World Cup in the winter, which is horrendous. It's a very bad idea. Yeah, I mean, and you don't watch football. Normally, it's like it's in that break after the season's finished and everyone does their bit, and there's a couple of weeks and then the season starts again. Yeah. And this has really broke up the season, and it's like, who wants to be lifting up the World Cup in the middle of a winter? It's Freeze your body parts off. Yeah, you will. Um, I mean, you say that, but they're in Qatar, which is like bloody hot. So <laughs> I don't think they're going to be freezing anything. They need to be cooled down, if anything. Um, All right, they'll be burning their bits off then. Oh, yeah, definitely that. Um, but do you know who doesn't burn their bits off? Tim Allen, in um, which is a very wintry condition at the North Pole. Uh, <laughs> I should hope so. Yeah, I was going to say that it's never going to be summer up there, is no, it? No, it's not. But... Um, <laughs> Oh dear, I thought it'd be me that'd be doing the coffin. But yeah, like so you've not seen this. Um nope. before we get on to uh discussing it though, there's a couple of ways you can support the podcast. Please tell you us can more. Rate, review, subscribe to us and wherever you get your podcasts from. And there's so many platforms now that I don't need to name them because I think we're on nearly all of them. Um and if you are a fan of interviews and us talking I guess or interrogating, um <laughs> other people then uh, listen to our series called A Conversation with Agent Untitled, where we basically talk to people from the entertainment and media world. Um, we've had singers. Um, we've had... Wrestlers. Wrestlers. We've had uh, comic actors, book comic book artists, um, directors, and a few. No, that's the name, just a few of what we've who we've had on, and obviously more stuff to come. But basically, we talk to them for about an hour and just find out about them, what basically what they like what they don't like if they're sending Santa Claus I mean that's a question that needs to be asked now um, you know what what inspired them to be who they are and get to the position that they're in so if you like that sort of stuff then go over and listen to that after you listen to this um, and tell us what you think get that start pumping that up into the algorithm that'll do us a big favour and while you're doing stuff with the algorithm feel free to do something like like or comment on this one that'll really push it up into the Apple podcast ratings um and that's it. But oh, I still find it weird that you've, when you said, well, what happens next? I generally thought you were being sarcastic until you said, I've never seen it. <laughs> yep, never seen this movie before. Okay, so first impressions. Okay, granted, this is 1994. Oh, um, so you have to kind of overlook some things, right? But 1994, this was pretty banging. This was pretty good. So first impression? It's an okay movie. An okay movie. Yeah, it's an okay movie. It's, it's not one I'm going to go out to watch again. If I'm with someone and they're watching it, then yeah, I'll watch it with them. But it's not one I'm going to seek out. This is like Christmas of Christmas. To me, this is really? more Christmas than Home Alone. I guess. <laughs> like, the idea of, if we saying that we're watching Christmas films, this is full Christmas. Like, the guy's becoming Father Christmas. <laughs> you can't get any more Christmas look than over that. the fact that he murdered the original, the, the previous well, Father Christmas. did he, though? Okay, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not going to go into how technically he was defending <laughs> his home. And they're not in Florida, so I don't think the castle doctrine affects them. But he made a comment. He, he yelled at someone. That person fell. He's at least responsible for manslaughter. I don't think... Is he? He fell off the roof. He fell off the roof. The guy said, hey... Yeah, and he jerked up, surprised him, and he fell. Yeah, but that's that's like saying if you say hey to someone and then they have an heart attack, you cause the heart attack. You've just said hey. 
There's a difference between falling off the roof and a heart attack. He doesn't... Do- <laughs> okay, I think he's criminally responsible for the death of Santa Claus. And right. he, got, he got punished. He, he entered a contract without knowing what he was entering into. So he, he got punished for what? His, his crime? He got... Yeah, well, would you consider being called uh, being turned into Santa a punishment? I don't know because I I just think this this is like um am I digging too much into this? I, I I the way I look at it is like that Santa was it was at that I Santa was at that point where it was like okay he's edging towards where if, if he goes then someone's ready to take over and I think they had already planted the seeds in this film anyway because right at the beginning there's an elf right um, looking around so I think. They had already prepped and planned for him to be... So, I think it was planned. So Santa was suicidal? No, I think he knew his time was up, so he was picking the next person. And he picked... Well, I don't know what kind of research he did into Tim Allen's character, well, first of all, because he wasn't exactly a good person. That's the point. So he's... So being Santa is actually just like a curse. They pick the worst person and try to make them better by making them Santa. It depends. Some Some people might be... It's not that person at that point, though, is it? It's the person that they become. And obviously, by the end of this, everyone loves him. So I don't it, know, the police it, might have a problem with him. I doubt it. Um, he made him look like a fool, though, didn't he? Right, <laughs> right at the end. Uh, I've got to chop a bit. Escaped from prison, well, prison, jail, yeah. using tinsel. Yeah, the guy said it's not just for decoration. <laughs> he answered that question. There wasn't a... There's not a plot there. No, I'm, I'm, saying it's, I'm just saying it's really quite funny. The, the stuff we drape around trees is used to escape prisons yeah. and jails. For them. Magical, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the stuff you buy from the pound shop probably doesn't have the same properties of stuff made in the no. North Pole. I do love some tinsel, though. Tinsel's, that is my tinsel, favourite tinsel's nice thing. to put on a tree. Yeah. Some people don't like it. I find that weird. Really If, if you've got pets, like a dog, that could eat something. That could cause problems, I guess. Well, yeah. But it's tinsel. Put it higher up the tree. You're not seeing any videos where the cat leaps on the tree and knocks the entire thing down. We had a cat that used to do that uh, when she was little. She used to jump, climb up in the tree. Um, so, yeah, we put that to bed well quick. Every time she went near it, we pulled her away, and now she just doesn't bother. I've seen the videos recently. Someone's bought a tree. It looks normal. They've got it against the wall. You can hear the woman sighing. Goes with squat, starts squatting the tree, and the cat, like two cats, pelt out the tree, and you're thinking, <laughs> she had to know they were there because you couldn't see them. Yeah, definitely. Um, didn't see many cats in the trees in this film, though. No, there were none, as no. far as I could see. No, I don't think there was. I wonder if there was any animals on the North Pole as well. well reindeer, but that's about all I saw. Well, yeah, but like other but where did the domestic pole? animals, should we say. Where did the puppy come from? Yeah. I mean, they build all their toys. Well, they didn't build the puppy. No, I'm wondering if there's a puppy. <laughs> if they what? I won't mention that. That's, that's really that's really not for Christmas conversation. It's so not. No. Um, <laughs> it's magic. I, f- I think the way you have to look at it in this film is the kind of the way we have to answer questions if we do a Harry Potter podcast. There are things that happen in this film where you just have to resort to it's Christmas magic, or in a Harry <laughs> Potter film, it's magic. And I think that's what ha- that has to be the answer. Like tinsel. So any logical absurdities, it's it's Christmas magic. You just have to accept that it's magic. Yeah, because they accept that it's Christmas and it's magic. So we have to look at it from the same their universe. Their universe has different laws than our one does. Yeah. Where you believe something hard enough, it can come true. No, but that's the thing. Seeing, for them, it's seeing is believing, right? As, As a general rule, seeing is believing. But they say to children, 
believing is then seeing. So Which, it exists because... Uh, right, they can something... see it exists because someone believes it exists. Yeah, so let's say, for example, we were, believe, like we were saying, oh, we were on a pirate ship. If we believed that we were on a pirate ship... We'd open our eyes we would, and we would see, see a pirate, the pirate ship. ship. Which is the way when children play, that's how they see things. I suppose you have to have a very... Kids do have a very strong imagination, most of them. And don't forget, the idea of Father Christmas is the imagination and the believing first and then seeing. So you don't believe in Santa? I didn't say I didn't believe in Santa. <laughs> We've had this conversation on the first... <laughs> if you want to go back and listen to the Santa Claus conversation, then um, go and listen to our very first... Actually, no, yeah, maybe our first episode or first first lot of series. First Christmas episode. I yeah, think. I think it was our first Christmas special. With the Santa Claus movie. Yeah. Uh, well, we, we discussed that. And then we kind of discussed it more at length when we done an actual Christmas special just on Christmas. I don't remember what I said. I might have to go back and listen to it again myself. Yeah, I I do forget. Um, but yeah, so I think believe with this believing, then seeing. Um, and a lot of characters in this are looking at as seeing is believing. They can't see it, so they don't believe it. Neil is one of them. Who you didn't like. I don't like. <laughs> Such a weed character. Yeah, he's a proper weasel, isn't he? Yeah. I know there's a lot. There's a lot of families out there that are step families. Mm-hmm. You've got mothers and fa- mother, parents have separated. The others have remarried. Wonderful. Let's embrace step families, okay? But I, the way he was, he wasn't trying to take over the dad's position. But it seemed like he was without trying to do it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like him. He just seems so snobby and yeah, know, the Joe though- snob. I think the way they kind of tie that in is because he's a psychiatrist. Yeah. So anything that you say, he's he doesn't just take it at face value. He analyzes. It's kind of like if we watch a film now, I can't watch a film as a case of yeah, we both watching see. a film. We analyze it for a podcast, which kind of kind of ruins a couple of things. Me like the believability, the believability of some things. You're yeah. Thinking, that can't happen. Ex- uh. Exactly. Or if it's it works, but it's like. Dead. shouldn't have turned out that way he should have died in that explosion or something yeah um, but yeah so things like that do change I mean in the movie one of the, one of the more active well the, one of the plots is that the, the, the parents are worried the, the mother and the stepfather are worried that the fact the son believes that his dad is Santa yeah kids are allowed to have an imagination just because well, I know he's, he's saying it a lot and that would, yeah. that would worry a lot of parents but if you just say but we don't talk about that in public or something. Or we we keep that. Let's just talk about that indoors. Mm-hmm. Well, he asks him to, doesn't he? The dad does, yeah. yeah. But then the kid goes off and tells the judge everything. Yeah. But then he didn't say he couldn't tell the judge. Yeah, and judges are supposed to be people you respect and you tell the truth so, to. I, I don't know. It's, it's a weird... But the thing is, there's a lot of this happens or if you do this, then this happens. And so a lot in this film, you know, like you can't... What's wrong with him pretending to be Father Christmas? Like, if he's happy, it just seems like they're not allowed... They don't want him to believe in Father Christmas anymore. Yeah. And that's their problem, that he does. And they, it's not that, that he does, it's because he does and he's, he believes his dad is. Okay. And that's, I think, that's what upsets them more. Mm, okay. I, Do you I, want to see it that way? I accept your premise, uh, your premise yes. Um, that's how I read it, anyway. Um... But yeah, so other than that, like obviously that's first thoughts. The idea of the story of the, the I guess are they divorced or separated? I'd um, say divorced, I think, because I think she's married to Weasel Neil. 
Is that his name now? Yeah, that's his name. Weasel Neil. Weasel Neil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> Why, you got a better name for him? No, I agree. Um, or Weasel Sweatery Neil. It makes me sound like he's a very sweaty person. He does, person. yeah, yeah. I, they, those sweaters, though, ugh. They're terrible. I mean, I understand a, a horrible Christmas jumper, but that, that is a winner. Well, one of the ones he was wearing, quite a bit missown down the pathway down. <laughs> Some of the colouring was like stretched out wrong. I'm thinking, did he buy that in an outlet mall? Uh, uh, I don't know. He probably sewed it himself when he was analysing something. That makes it a little more sad, doesn't it? Is it? No, it's not so, is it? It's, um... Weave? No, um, no. <laughs> Leave me alone, I'm tired. Weave. Um, weave. Excuse me, it's February, he's got a giant weaving thing. Yeah, <laughs> like Sheldon. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, what's the... Oh, bloody hell, what's it called? Knitting. Knitted. Knitted. Oh, that, that'd make it even worse, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. He's sitting um, there trying to analyse yeah. someone... <laughs> he's got a, I'd, I'd, if I had to go to a psychiatrist and they were sitting there knitting a jumper for themselves, I would want a different psychiatrist. I, yeah, I don't know. I can't knit. I don't understand it. My grandmother, my nan, tried to teach me. Yeah, after stabbing myself in the hand twice with a needle, I just gave up. I just, as I look at it and it's got like five down or two this or three, because uh, there's a specific measurement yeah, that you have to do to follow it. Yeah. And I don't understand a word it says. I look at it. <laughs> And it's just like understanding Morse code. It's gibberish. Yeah, literal gibberish. Um, so to anyone that can knit out there, good for you, because I don't understand a word of it. Get in contact with, like, I'd like to knit, <laughs> I'd like to knit Robert Jumper. <laughs> well, I can send this to to us, and then you can learn how to do it. And then for next year, you can give us a knitted jumper. I can't knit. It's easier to buy. It's cheaper to buy one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and trying to find someone for someone of my size is quite difficult. <laughs> but, yeah, other than a knitted jumper... Um, I guess let's talk about favourite characters first and we'll kind of break down the <laughs> film itself. Favourite character? What's the elf called? Bernard. Bernard. I'll go or with Bernard. Barnaby, as he likes to call him, or Bernus. Didn't you say Barabbas at one point? Yeah, Barabbas. He called him a bit of different names, yeah. They do that in a few... Sorry, yeah. So I've just got sidetracked because in a couple of other Christmas movies I've watched, the elf gets misnamed quite a lot as well. Yeah. But yeah... Uh, Barnabas, was it? Bernard. Bernard, see, I've even done it. Bernard, yeah, Bernard, and then the kid. Yeah, he's cool. Those are my favourite characters. Um, I really like Bernard. I think he's one of the cooler elves that we get. Well, he's one of the more human. Everyone else is so happy and light. He he can get angry. Yeah, yeah, he's which is, which is what I like. Yeah, oh, yeah, because you're a Grinch. Um, I'm not a Grinch. I'm just a realist. There's a difference. Yeah. What about Judy? Would you a fan of Judy? Bringing the hot chocolate and oh, Judy's more like a mothering type, isn't she? She is. Well, not to Santa. When he said all oh, this is really nice, he said, "Oh, you're a, you're a good looking elf." What do you say? Yeah. To him? I can't remember. You're looking good for your age. Oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Thanks, but I'm seeing someone in packing in wrapping. Like, yeah. He wasn't making it. No, but I, it was that joke of before he even decides to say something. Um... <laughs> But it did make me laugh. Uh, 1,200 years old, though. That's No, that's how long it took her to get the hot chocolate right. Oh, yeah. So she's obviously a lot older than that. Don't she? Oh, yeah, must be. But it's crazy. I mean, I'm just trying to think. If you look at it that way, their aging process must be very, like... Incredibly slow. Their face, face facial feature and like body aging stuff must be very slow. Because she, I think, wasn't she actually a little person? Or was she a child actor? I think she was a child actor. Yeah, yeah. Was she? Yeah, yeah. She was a child actress at that point. Wow, I just thought she was actually a little person. No, no. Like an adult. No, that's really good. 
Because she looks older. Yeah, but I was, still I was, looks young at the same time. If you know yeah, I was mean. actually impressed. I really did think she was a little person actor. Yeah, no. Um, although I reckon there's probably a few of them thrown in, maybe around there. But if you notice, a lot of the elves and everyone that you see are children, are child actors. Yeah, they use that heavily in this, and I think that really shows. It's not old men elves kind yeah. of thing. Do you know what I mean? It's trying to make Christmas seem more childlike, more imaginative, more rather believable. Than, yeah. yeah more, other, rather than like a business in some of the other movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What about your favourite characters? Uh, Bernard. Um, yeah. And I do, I really do like Tim Allen as, as Santa. The more angry he gets, the more comical he gets as Santa later on. Um, and I, I really do like that. Uh, but, it's very hard to watch Tim Allen without thinking of Buzz Lightyear. Really, I go to Tool uh, Tool Time. Yeah, what's uh, that so, show called? Home Improvement. Home Improvement. Yeah. So I never really watched Home Improvement, um, but I was a huge fan of Toy Story, uh, one, two, well, one and two. Three's okay, and four. Well, we'll brush over. Isn't that, that the uh, fork spork that comes to yeah, life? Sporky. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, and obviously the Buzz, the Toy Story video game and, and all that. I was a massive, massive Toy Story fan growing up. So hearing His Tim voice. Allen talking and hearing the voice, I instantly think Buzz Lightyear. But okay. um, I don't know. But it's, it's one of those things where you can hear it, but at the same time you can't really... You can differentiate between, oh, it's Buzz Lightyear, it's Santa Claus kind of thing. Yeah, to me, I, d- I didn't really... I know he did it, but I didn't think of Buzz Lightyear at all. I just... Because Buzz Lightyear... Like, Buzz Lightyear to me always seems to have a bit of a deeper voice, like he's putting more, yeah, into it. You can't say I actually wave my hand to. Him. But he's got more bass to the voice. Yeah, that's what I meant. To say, yeah, bass, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely in that. But there is moments where you hear it and you think, "There's the Buzz voice. There's okay. that that moment for me, at least for me." Did, sorry, I've got jumping forward. Did Tim Allen's character get fired from his job or did you just leave? Because I don't think that's well, ever mentioned. He's, he's, he's not answered. It's not mentioned, though. It, he was told no to go answer. and get help, and he never went back. <laughs> yeah, well, he went to get help. <laughs> he got stung by a big bee, apparently. And then ate, what, a massive... Fat suit. Um, he didn't eat the fat suit, he ate a lot of food. Well, yeah. But then, there's... Yeah. But do you not like the way that he kind of... He's slowly becoming Santa without him actually realising. It's the little things. like You mean the, the Santa personality is starting to overwrite his brain? Yes. Yeah, but it's, it's, I don't know, so one minute he puts on weight, then he starts going grey, then he's got the facial hair, then he's starting to get cravings for sweet stuff, and then he's starting to see things more in a jolly light, then he's walking past people and he's knowing if they're on a good or bad, and it's it's like <laughs> he's past real... woman, really good. Yeah, yeah. Didn't she turn back and look? She said, dream on, sleigh boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, you know, he dyes his hair, then he instantly goes back to grey and white again. And I don't know, just the way it's a proper slow build of him, him progressively coming, becoming Santa, but his mind hasn't hit that he's Santa yet. But everything's taken over. Make a good horror movie. A man slowly being corrupted by the suit he's wearing to become the the exact copy of the guy who wore the sort of suit before him. Kind of. It's a bit like the Halloween 3 film, The Mask, Season of the Witch. They do something similar. Like, they wear a mask and... You become what that is. Well, there you go. That's um, nice idea. Christmas horror movie. 
like Santa the villain. <laughs> They've done a few Christmas horror films. Isn't it like a really twisted Winnie the Pooh movie coming yeah, out? Yeah, Blood and Honey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've seen some clips. It's just twisted. I love it. But yeah, I mean, thankfully they haven't done that. With, well, they've done Krampus. Yeah, but he's the counterpart to Santa Claus, isn't he? He's, um, Santa Claus goes, goes out and gives sweets and treats and presents. And Krampus, it's like you will... Santa's the carrot and Krampus is the stick. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. You will be punished if you're not a good child. That's what was missing in the more modern day versions of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love when uh, they do the thing of you uh, well, you got to learn your list. And he goes, what list? And he goes, you making a list? And then... And everyone starts singing it. Yeah, yeah. That makes that always makes me laugh. I don't know why. I always get a giggle out of that because he's just like, oh, why did you have to start? And they just <laughs> stop. But it's, it's one of those things, the minute you hear it, everyone sings. It's like, like um, I guess I'm putting it back to the World Cup, when you, someone sings uh, Sweet Caroline. Everyone goes, duh, duh, duh. And it's one of those things, you know, it, it just, it really did make me laugh. And even now I laughed. Um, but yeah, I mean, the whole premise of the film, though, what what did you think? It was basically a separated dad trying to do the best, well, hmm? occasionally try, trying to make an effort for the night that he has with yeah his son before he goes back again. Because his son doesn't want to be there. Then all of a sudden, by the end of the film, his son wants to be with his dad all the time. And he can't be. Yeah. And then... You know, the things that happen, the legal stuff, and then she burns the papers and she wants to see them as much as you can. And... But that, honestly, let's be honest here, burning the papers doesn't actually change anything because those, those are just records, copies that are kept. Yeah. She'd have to go to the judge again to get it changed back. Yeah, but I think it's the symbol of... Yeah, symbolism of it. You come come by as much as you like. Do you think, is there anything in this film that really got you and you're just like, oh, that's... I didn't expect that. Other than the tinsel being uh, <laughs> as powerful as it was. Why they actually need Santa Claus in the first place? You've got these flying elves. Apparently, they can get around pretty quickly. Yeah, but they're not Santa. That's the point. They're not. They're not Santa. Yeah. The elf, Bernard says at the beginning, "You're the head elf. I don't do the Christmas present stuff. Like you do." There's nothing really stood out to me like that. I think they didn't really focus on the workshop a lot, and I like that because sometimes you go and see it and you think, "Oh, they're making this, they're making that." Then. You kind of you see it a little, um, and it, but it's more focused on how how he's reacting to what's around him and keep yeah and trying to keep him safe. Like I mean, at the end, had, what happens if I fall off the roof? He said that a couple of times, and no one mentioned it until Comet gave him a rope for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and it seems like Comet is the only one that's really mentioned in this in this. Film. I do like the fact I've got to say I do like the fact there was no Rudolph. Yeah, because he's not part of the original Christmas story. Christmas, uh, Santa's original reindeer. Yeah, because obviously the song is Rudolph has a bright shiny nose. And yeah. Blah, 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 blah. We know the story. Um, so do you have a favourite? I mean, we kind of spoke on it. We've watched a lot of Christmas films now with a lot of reindeers. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favourite? No, I don't think I have an exact favourite, but speaking up the fact that they're pretty much supposed to be female, aren't they? Yes. Because males lose the antlers during winter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, no, I'm sorry, I don't have an exact favourite reindeer. Do you? Uh, Comet in this one. Um, he does okay. make me laugh. Well, he's the only one shown to be a bit more have a personality. Uh, yeah, there is. you see some more in the second and the third film. Um, the reindeers get a bit more of a quirkiness. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which is quite good. But every time I see Comet and the way he acts, 
It always reminds me of the, um, you know, the reindeer from Jingle All The Way. Oh, it's been a while since I watched that. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, he's really just cheeky, and he he tries to charge at um, Arnie, so Arnie <laughs> whacks him one, and then they drink a beer together after. <laughs> um, it always reminds me of that. Um, but yeah, Comet is is very funny. He's very cheeky in this. Um, as you said, gives gives him the rope to keep him safe. Um, all right, so let's talk on. Okay, I guess it's a hot topic, especially for this one at least. The idea of him being able to let's put it as special effects because it's not really a CGI. There, there is a little bit, um, which is it, it. I've seen worse. You've got to accept it's 1994. <laughs> yes, and as I said, I've seen a lot worse um, from a lot later. Yeah. There have been some movies um, where we've sat down and I've looked at you and gone, you hated the CGI. I, yes. So, overall though, the idea of him being able to fly and go down um, a chimney and then reappear again. Although you did have a criticism about the chimney thing. with It was the same video they'd done at the beginning, but it was in reverse. Yeah, I suppose you were right about the fact that they why they could just repeat, reverse it and just use that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It did seem a little lazy though because they didn't even try to much change the... I don't know, be, I suppose I'm a bit a bit spoiled by CGI, but they, you could see Santa Tim um, Tim Allen's character still talking like yeah his reply to the previous question, thinking well, that's just lazy. Yeah, but at the same time, if you've already got the footage of him going down it and him popping out and doing that, then what's the point? And then then he's quicker to reverse it than it is to redo that whole thing from an editing standpoint. At least even back then, it would have been even longer. Yeah. Um, so in my in my opinion, it it, it was a quicker option um, for time. You yeah, you're probably right. I do agree with you. It was probably a quicker option. Just like I said, it just feels lazy to me. Yeah, it definitely definitely. Um, the idea of them using actual sets and not much CGI. How do you feel about that? Like it actually being there. <laughs> oh, you know how I feel. Like if if you're going to be embraced in the moment, then um, like if you're going to be embraced in the moment of where you are and everything's supposed to be magical you don't want to be overloaded by too much CGI nonsense really yeah you you, you, you would prefer models over CGI 100% yeah. I, I am that it's like if you want me to believe it's Christmas make me believe it's Christmas yeah like let me walk in for the first time and my first reaction to whoever it is that is how I want to be I don't want to walk in and go oh, that's a lovely green screen <laughs> like that doesn't I'm not impressed by that you know um, I do like some of the old movies that have like Christmas, I won't, won't say which ones, but like, some of them have Christmas scenes, and it was this, some of them were before CGI was ever really in use. Yeah, and you can tell it goes back about a foot, and the bat's painted to look like the carry on from the forest. Yeah, I know it's that, but I like that. We it see a nice. lot of that in um, in Bedknobs and Broomsticks when we say about the when they're underwater. Yeah, um, backdrops and, right there. And it really, you can look. It looks like they're on. You can show. You can see that they're on a soundstage. And the backdrop is painted, but the way they've done the effect over the video takes away from the fact that you can see it. Yeah, you know it's cleverly done, um, and you kind of get something not as similar in this because they're more, I guess, I guess in like a real world. I um, do wonder who owns the house. Don't know. Um, obviously, like the inside of the houses wouldn't have been the real house; they would have been like made in a studio or something. It's either that or they rented a house. Like the Kevin, the home house in Home Alone is is how it was, and then they changed it after, so it was an actual house. The yeah, whole they thing. they did make they did make sets as well. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I want I do wonder how much of this is set, how much of this is yeah to 
scale of what their house looks like. Definitely think the set for uh, the North Pole was done. Something that must have been in like a huge, huge soundstage or yeah. something like that that they used to have in Hollywood. Um, but yeah, like you have a favorite area or location or set or could we see a lot of different places? Um, well, a few different places for this. Favorite locations or space? Um, what about you? Give me a chance to think. Cause I'm... Um, I love when he goes into different people's houses and the setup is very different. So if they've got a chimney, it sets up like one thing. And if they don't have a chimney, another one pops out. It makes it appear like there's a chimney there. Um, and I always love that because you always it answers that question of, well, how did you get in? When I was younger, well, um, when I was younger, we'd moved into a flat. Yeah. And so we had, um, you can you can get them, like, special keys. Mm-hmm. You leave them out for Santa and you can use that. It's a magic key. You can use that to get in the house. We had something similar uh, when we was in the flat. Then when we moved to the house, um, we had a chimney rest. Yeah. So that's where it came from. Um, but, yeah, no, that was cool. I really enjoyed kind of that stuff. Um, other than that, the, I, I guess the North Pole. Everything about the North Pole, like I've the got... doors being really small. <laughs> I know. I did. I did roll my eyes when he walked into the door, and I'm thinking because I, I enjoyed it, but it's a trope you see so much with people when you have little people in movies. Yeah, someone it's... has to walk into something that's too big for them. I'm thinking. Yeah, it is a typical thing, but I think for me, the way it's played off in this is it wasn't like this is what's going to happen. They're going to play on it. It was the way it was just shot. You know, like they, Charlie, Judy walked under, the, through the, really? the small I knew door. it was going to happen. Well, I knew it was going to happen because I've seen it. But yeah, but I hadn't, so I knew it was going to happen, even though I hadn't seen it. I don't know. I think the first, the, the first time I watched it, I did laugh. I mean, I laughed when, when it happened again. And then you went, oh. like, <laughs> but then I guess it's that generic stuff of that's the funny moment, I guess, or for what it is. Plus. He wouldn't think to duck. He doesn't. He doesn't even believe it's real. No, he's, in his mind, he's probably having a dream or illusion. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Other than that, um, he's, everyone in his life, his parents, whatever. If he's got a family, I don't know. Everyone's going to believe he's delusional. Mm-hmm. Kidnapped his son, brought him back, and then run off again. Basically. Wow. But then he hasn't got much family. By the look of it, it's just him, him and Charlie. We don't see anyone else. We know there's a grandpa, a grandfather in around somewhere. Yeah. That could be the mother's dad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's mentioned. Yeah. In, uh, Sorry, in yeah, my one. I think the best bit I like, the, the scene, the area, is when they actually bring in the sleigh down after the little, the elf has let them in. Oh, yeah, at, when they first get to the North yeah. Pole. In fact, they have to use a keypad. Mm-hmm. Did you see the, did you see the numbers? Uh, no. I think it was one... One, two, three, and then he went to seven or something. So I was expecting him to press four. Right. Do, 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 do. Someone with one, two, three, seven meant something, but but did, was that like a, a thing that brought them down, or was that like CGI? Do you think? Yeah, because the reindeers kind of went went off, and, and then they just appeared. In yeah, their they, yeah, they walk off and just reappear in their yeah. in their magical stall bits, their pens. Um, but yeah, I think it was one of the things. It was like a thing that brought them down. Like a crane. Um, yeah, like a platform. Yeah. Of sorts, um, and they come down on that. But what confused me was the boy, the boy that done the North Pole bit, the scene without talking, took his gloves off and then blew on his hands to warm them up. 
Surely he'd be used to the cold, no? Well, we're in England, we're not used to the rain. Yeah, but then I wouldn't... If you was always around the cold, you wouldn't blow on your hands to warm them up when you're used to it. I thought, would your body not be accustomed to the climate? Maybe. I mean, if the place they live in, the, the workshop and the dormitories or whatever, is really well heated. I guess, yeah. I didn't think of that. Well, you um, wouldn't be exposed to the cold all that often, would you? Yeah, uh, true. And he was wearing gloves, so he wasn't... His hands obviously weren't used to the cold. Yeah. I was saying, it's like... Well, again, back to the World Cup that we were talking about. I didn't think World Cup would come up this much in this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously the people that are in Qatar or that are playing in real hot countries would be... They'd find it easier to play in that heat. Yeah, they're adapted to yeah, it. Yeah, they're more adapted, which is why I was thinking, wouldn't the elves... Have adapted to the cold. But... Yeah. But yeah, no, that's all right. I didn't really think about it being a warm place. I guess because... It's North Pole. You don't think of warmth when you think of yeah. North Pole. They've probably got that. They've got nice hot chocolate. <laughs> Judy spent over over a thousand years making right. Mm-hmm. The way she's over twelve hundred years, it doesn't sound as big as it's been over a thousand years. No, it it never does, does it? Twelve hundred and a thousand, even though a thousand is less. Twelve hundred sounds less. <laughs> yeah, so a thousand sounds more when you say it's a thousand, but saying just saying twelve hundred sounds. It's a thousand years. So you could ask someone which sounds more: a thousand years or twelve hundred. It's just the hundred that makes it sound less. Less, yeah. That is very weird. Um, that's the English language for you, though, isn't it? Yep. Um, Someone once said it's not so much a language. It's just when they find when they find a word they like, they take it and make it their own, which is kind of true the way we've adapted languages. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's. I'm just looking at the disbelievers. Do you think at some point how many people then all of a sudden started? <laughs> I would imagine that the kids had their beliefs reinforced. Yeah. But a few parents would. Blank it out, a bit like Sunnydale syndrome. They would, okay. they would, they would think, okay, something happened, and or the, how would cause it would get in the news really quickly that if they had been modern day, how many cell phones would have recorded the, that happening? Yeah, like, I don't think there wouldn't have been one that wasn't. Um, that's something I really enjoy about old films, you know, like so, so much. Because you have to have belief in it, otherwise, and if the film, if, they're not spoiled by modern technology. Yeah, I've, I. I, and I'm going to sound like really old but in some films modern technology it just ruins it like it ruins the film it's like now if you see if you go to a, a movie a, a concert back then in 1994 you were in a moment you enjoyed it you were there you were your head banging or singing along and shouting and losing your voice in the process now you go to a concert and everyone watches through their phone just enjoy the moment like yeah. you can enjoy the moment you don't have to watch it and it's with this, Santa was riding off of, of lifting up on his sleigh um, for the first time trying to do a vertical launch, which I really loved that they had a name. They'd never done it before. Um, and not everyone was just engrossed and in awe of Santa. Yeah. Not that they had to take a picture, obviously. They wouldn't have to think the technology then, but they were engrossed in it. And it kind of brings that magic of, oh, we, we believe. Whereas now, you look at it and you think, oh, I'm not fast. <laughs> You know, um, and it's so different how 20-odd years is. You know, I went to a concert some years back. Is that 15, 16 years back? Wow, it's been a long time. And literally, I don't, at that point, like the fact, like you said, the phones weren't as available as they were, yeah. as they are now. And it was literally like, I couldn't, I don't remember anyone holding a phone up to record it. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, and it's just how things have changed, you know, and it's, 
in this, I'm so glad it was. This is an older film because I think it may have taken away a little from the magic of what it was. Yeah. Um, I think something like that we've done before, Christmas Chronicles, they incorporated that stuff as a part of the film. Like it's an importance because they're trying to catch him on camera and and all this sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, it's a different style the way they've done it. But this is very old, and I think I would say children of the age of nine or ten watching this, I think may struggle to watch it. Maybe at times because it's it's different done. It's done well, differently. It's like us watching a film from nineteen thirties. It'd be I know that's a longer period between yeah, us, but yeah. you understand what I mean by that. Yeah. That would be very weird. Um Hello Isn't a Wonderful Life from like the forties, is it or something like that? Never seen that one. Have you not? No. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen a black and white version of It's a Wonderful Life. Um, I don't know if there is a remake, but um, that would be interesting to do. But as you said, it's, it's a hard watch because it's so different. Um, I guess, as we were saying, with yeah. this to current films. Um, but yeah, for 1994, though, what do you reckon? Is, is it... It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's a, Like I said before, it's a decent movie. I'm not going to crap on it. I mean, it's it's got a good storyline to it, a good plot. The actors work well with each other. There's no... The fact that I don't like Neil so much just proves that, that actor is doing a good job with his character. Yeah. It's like people who hate um, Dolores Umbridge from Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. They don't hate the actress, they hate the character, which just proves how well she does it. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not, like I said, it's not a bad film. It's not one I'm going to go out and get myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't one of the ones I would re-watch once you've gone or something. It's, uh, what I love, though, is the word, because even on the thing, it's called the centre... Claws. claws and the 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 big thing of the e the emphasis of the e is is santa claus and santa claus yeah and it's it it kind of reminds me of um actually i think this falls in really nicely as a segue of this is the second christmas film that we've had tim allen in because we had him with uh jamie lee curtis in uh christmas with the cranks christmas yeah christmas with the cranks with Luther. Oh, I'm not going to bring that whole conversation up, but the idea of Luther and Luther and Claws and Claws, it it's very similar. And it's that thing we were talking about, like, just because it's... I'm going to bypass that and just agree with but, you. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, which is quite interesting, actually. I never I never thought about that till today. Um, all right, should we get on to ratings? Yeah. Uh, okay, so who's going first? I'll do it this time. All right, remember, we always do it out of a candy canes for Christmas. That's uh, it's, it's been a weird tradition, um, so we're sticking with it. Uh, so how many candy canes are you sticking on a Christmas tree for this? Six and a half to seven. Oh, wow. It's not it's not the worst score I've ever done, but no. it's not the best. That's that's. You thought it'd be lower. I did, because you were rolling your eyes a lot. You was like... <laughs> are but you huffing and just... puffing? Well, part of that, part of that <laughs> is the lack of control of my breath. <laughs> but yeah, um... Six and a half to seven, closer to the six and a half than seven. Yeah. Mainly, yeah. There was because uh, my mind now, because of you and doing the pod, overanalyzes things in the pod in the movies. So I'm thinking, could he? Is he really bound to that clause? Because he never actually he picked up the card. He saw the uh, Santa Claus. Yeah. But I don't think he didn't spend time reading a contract. So I don't. So I'm not going to go deep into it again. But yeah, but I think the big thing is the clause is. Though he who puts on the suit will then become Santa. Yeah. That's... And it says, put on, the on the thing it says, put on the stuff. 
so you're ready enough to be able to say put on he didn't have to put it on and he still does yeah this is make his child happy so he technically falls into that contract so he, he enters into indented servitude in perpetuity for a long time yeah I'll say that word simply to make his son happy yeah essentially yeah but then in the process of doing that it brings him and his son closer yeah so there, that, there's your happy ending that's the, <laughs> the big finale um, what about you I'll give it a 7 7.5 7 I think it's nice a 7 is a nice okay, I'll go 7 as well just to make it a round number then um, yeah like I enjoyed it uh, was there finally just to follow on the topic of what they finally got from Santa was there anything that you asked for from Father Christmas when you see him um, that you just couldn't get I I've got to say I do not remember ever sitting on Santa's lap I did it I've got we've got pictures yeah of me as a kid doing it but I do never I never remember what I asked him for or actually actually remember sitting with him so was it that traumatizing that you didn't <laughs> want to be near the guy no, I, I don't remember yeah. maybe I could. <laughs> so horrific I blocked it out but if you're asking us if there was a present I always wanted yeah no I've I'm not saying I've got everything I've ever wanted Everything I've got, I've really enjoyed. Yeah, but there must have been something, you know, like, I don't know, like, one year you wanted photo frames. And I got photo frames. Yeah, yeah. I was so happy. I got photo, I got photo frames. Um, and if you want more details on that, then go back to and listen to our Christmas special, uh, which is where we talk about all that sort of stuff. And do a lot of singing, actually. Um, <laughs> if you can call it singing, but yeah. It was, well, you know. It was singing-esque. Yeah. But... Not one lot of present? No. Something like that? No. See, I was trying to think back during this, and I couldn't think of anything. And I've really struggled. That's why I was like, I wonder if anyone else asked for something and they didn't get it. I mean, other than... I mean... I mean, when I was younger, if you asked, like, your mum would ask about what you can ask Santa for. Yeah. That's generally like, she'd go out and get it if it was possible. Mm-hmm. I, we were, when I was raised you know, I was raised with like you'd never ask a Santa for something really expensive because he's got a lot of boys and girls to get stuff for Yeah. even though he makes it mm-hmm. so my mum when I was a kid I just asked for the stuff I wanted Yeah. and it would be got and it was never really massive expensive yeah, stuff I, I tell you what this is something we do with, with my two and actually saying that before we do go off air uh, normally we do this before the range but it's just popped back in my head again as you said that um, is there was a lot of presents under the tree already in this film and Santa just brought a, lot, a couple of bits Yeah, and it really put into perspective the same thing that we do with my two children which is you, what are you asking Santa for? And I say you can ask Santa for one thing and that's the big thing that Father Christmas brings you and then they'll, they'll say what they'll ask and then we make sure we listen so we can get it for them right? and then we're the only thing that will be the only thing so we'll buy specific wrapping paper and that's the only thing that that's wrapped in yeah and then that's the only thing that's got a ribbon on it and and all this stuff. so we make them so special that they're father christmas's gifts yes i love that and that's then, a really sweet idea and then we do that and then everyone else's gifts so they can put stuff under the tree and then before we have naughty elves so the naughty elves take all the presents away and then or some of their presents away and then the night before christmas there's nothing under the tree and then on christmas day when they come down and they see it and stuff like that or when they're down and then they look at it and everything's under the tree. <laughs> so we make it extra special. But yeah, the thing with one or two presents from Father Christmas for the two, one or two things I've asked for, they're specifically wrapped for that reason. So like it just that. makes it, Santa brought those. Yeah. You know, um, 
Yeah, we've done that for a while now, and they love it. But you used to do the elf on the shelf, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You, know, you move it around so it's less moving that they can't see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, really creepy. <laughs> and it, the elf brought another another two elves this year, so there's like four other things. Um, so they're extra naughty this year. <laughs> but yeah, but no. Um, <laughs> Could have come one of them's got an empty beer can. Now, I think it's just like. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of something that we've done. Um, and they've done the same sort of thing in this, obviously not as wrapped, but Santa brought a, a, can- a canoe yeah. and, or a, a truck and he brought the doll for the girl and things like that. And I don't know, I just like that. It, was, it wasn't it was too much. Santa brought, you have gifts under there, but Santa brought these ones. And it really, really differentiated that as well. I, I got to say, I did, didn't I say when they put the canoe up, I said, it's going to fall over and knock the thing over. Yeah, yeah. He didn't put it. He didn't pick it back up. No, he, he chucked, just chucked the oar. He on chucked the oar and it walked off. I like you, that. you expected him to knock everything off the side. I did because that was ex- that's what you would expect. Yeah, didn't happen. And then he put it down next to the tree. That fell over. The tree fell over. So yeah. he just threw the oar. <laughs> yeah, it walked off. I love yeah. it. <laughs> but, um, but even the doll after he tells the girl, "If you want this, go back to sleep." And he chucks it at the tree. And he, yeah, he, he's so he, angry. Sometimes say. Breaking ornament. Yeah, yeah. He, he was just so angry at the beginning. And then to see him a year later being I, Santa and thinking about everyone else. I did like the fact that he said, oh, I think your milk's gone off. And she goes, well, oh, you said you were lactose intolerant. Does that mean he's been cured of his lactose intolerance? I don't even think he had lactose intolerance. I think he was just saying it so he didn't have to drink the milk. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my impression. Um, I was wondering if being Santa cured his I, lactose I, intolerance. I don't know. Because he had cocoa, didn't he? Yeah. So I was thinking... Maybe he just said, yeah, the kind of guy he was at that point. Yeah. So I just thought he didn't want to drink the milk. And then she listened, got him lactose and told her, uh, soy milk, and then he moaned that he was a bit sour. <laughs> she remembered. But he acted like how Santa would be. Oh, I yeah. did say that. you know. And it was such a turnaround in the year. Um, but again, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. And I think the more I talk about it, the more I feel like, oh, I'll give it a higher rating. Because <laughs> um, it, it, it was just enjoyable to watch. To me, this is a proper Christmas film. Um, and I know you're the biggest humbug on the podcast. I can't help it. I just... You know, we've spoken about this so many times, but Christmas for me isn't the movies, it isn't yeah, all that stuff. It's seeing the kids or having the dinner meal with the family. That's what Christmas is for me. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy Christmas movies, but I don't really feel Christmassy like that. Well, I feel extra Christmassy. Do you know why? Well, you know what my rule is. It's not Christmas until I've seen what? Oh, the Coca-Cola truck. And I've seen it so many times. I'm so in the mood for Christmas now. It's um, a shame no one did the... Um, trying to avoid the Christmas songs this year yeah uh, well that's I mean we do the Whamageddon from uh, the 1st of December oh it's the 1st okay, first first of December, December okay starts, yeah um, so that'll be interesting see how many people survive Whamageddon yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah alright so that's uh, this has been the Santa Claus uh, not to be confused with Santa Claus the movie which is Dudley Moore one but if you want to hear that version and you want to listen to us talk about that then go back because that's already in the Christmas um collection i guess that we've got now so uh yeah any famous last words ho ho ho